This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. He's the big cheese, isn't he? You know what I mean? Let's be very honest about this, Crouchy. There was a, a miscommunication. You have eight new messages. A slow-cooked pork is better than a burnt one. What an amazing league. I don't want Dave anywhere near that. Shall I write a song about Mike Dean? Yeah, why wouldn't you? I like that it's a dossier. At some point, it will get released. I have forgotten my golf club. <laughs> Welcome to that Peter Crouch podcast with me, Peter Crouch. Chris Stark's here as usual. You, how are you, mate? Yeah, yeah, well, good. Yeah, we're doing this uh, sort of over Zoom because you're you're on holiday. Yeah, I feel guilty about it because I... Um, Oh, we've started a series and I've just got up, I've just pissed off straight away. Um, but I wanted to deliver the pod. So here I am. I don't want to second guess this, but if it's a family holiday, I doubt family are, are too mad on you having to take yourself off to record this podcast. Yeah, Ab's doing a lot of running around. Um, she's not best pleased, but um, she knows that we've got to deliver a fantastic podcast. I'd like to think she she cares about that, but she doesn't. So we're going to call this pre-season. Um, essentially what this is, is me and... Crouchy on a Zoom quite early in the morning, actually, that we're doing this, um, but all around Crouch's holiday plans. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get the sangria out at one stage. I'm starting with the coffee because it's reasonably early, but the sangria out by the time we finish. We should say as well, thank you so much for all the messages and everyone that's been passing the pod and resubscribing to this feed. Um, it, it's great to see it get straight up to number one. I actually got a follow from the Diary of a CEO fella. Um, oh, so he, he's competition, I suppose, now, is he? I don't know. It depends how you view podcasts. You are a competitive guy, though. Uh, but I did think it was interesting he started following. It was almost like, you know, what the fuck I are know. these guys doing back, you know? <laughs> Who are these? I'm, I'm, you know, he's giving sort of valid advice and information. And then he sees sees that this shambles up his ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's he's wondering how this could be, you know, on par or, or slightly ahead of, dare I say it. <laughs> His well-oiled, beautifully shot. <laughs> Maybe we should start doing business advice on this podcast. Is that a thing at the moment? Well, you're quite quite entrepreneurial, <laughs> Thank Chris. Thank you, um, uh, I, I've I've noticed, and um, you know, obviously, uh, your role of head of advertising. You know, you could probably teach him a thing or two. Yeah, and there's so much for us to catch up on 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 all of that as well. This episode, just to give you a little flavour of what's to come, uh, we've been sent in a amazing tribute to Mike Dean. Uh, which I want to show you in a bit, Crouchy. You've not you've not heard this yet. Well, just because he's retired. Yeah. Well, he's he's due to retire, and um, and one of our listeners has been in touch with a, a little gift for the podcast. Um, and we're also going to have a very very special guest, and obviously go through loads of the messages that you guys have been sending in since we've been away for quite a considerable amount of time. But we are back stronger. Uh, speaking of messages, uh, after our uh, or my admin cock-up, uh, confusing Gareth Southgate for Jeff Shreves. Uh, I've been sent this voicemail from someone who can help us out. You have nine new messages. First new message. 
Crouchy, Alan Shearer here. I heard about your admin fuck-up. Let me know if you want to chat to a proper striker on the pod. Loads to get stuck into, and we can chat about how great us goal scorers are compared to the other 10 idiots. Speak soon. Right, we've got a huge hitter there for the next episode. Um, Looking forward to it. I think there's a fair amount to go into with Alan, isn't there? I mean, you're both strikers. You both, I assume, hate goalkeepers. Um, you've sort of got mutual likes, golf, scoring goals. 260 Premier League goals. Like It blows my mind that he's had sort of serious knee injuries. I know Harry Kane's getting close to it, but he's still got to get 80 more goals in the Premier League, you know, to, to, to get close to him. It's an incredible achievement. I got in the 100 club and I was absolutely buzzing. So like, I mean, that, that really is a genuine, a genuine legend there, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Proper legend. Do you think he's annoyed he didn't get to 300? Like, could Probably. he have pushed himself ever so slightly more and got to 300? Well, it, you think about it. If you've got a crucial... That's, that's pretty much, you know, you're talking about a season there. So that's almost... He had three of them. He had almost three years out. That's at least 60 goals, I'd say. That is over 300 goals, isn't it? And, and I don't want the whole episode to be how brilliant Alan Shearer is and making you feel inferior. You know, I don't want it to be that he's just a stronger striker yeah. than you. And well, yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's, it's that would be similar to getting Chris Moyles on here. You know, like uh, <laughs> fair play for you. You know, like you, you would you would feel inferior. You know what I mean? It's like no, he's, the, he's the he's the big cheese, isn't he? You know what I mean? Right, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? If we get Shearer on, I'm going to get Moyles on. <laughs> How about that? And he's going to show you some serious, at a seriously broadcast, some serious <laughs> numbers. We could have to get him on now, aren't we? Absolutely. Hundred percent. Miles is on. It's time for our special guest. Um, now, let's let's be very honest about this, Crouchy. Um, there was a, a miscommunication in messages that were sent whilst you were trying to book Gareth Southgate for the podcast. I. Obviously, text uh, someone that I know that, that looks after Gareth, um, and I, I mentioned Jeff Shreves. I thought I'd said we'd like to get Gareth Southgate on, but what I'd do, I'd left Gareth Southgate's name completely out of the message. Um, so we did end up with Jeff Shreves, and I'm not. I think Jeff Shreves' amazing guest, awesome, but we were expecting Gareth Southgate. Yeah, but obviously, we wanted to follow through on that. Um, now it turns out he's also on holiday. We let's bring him in right now. Hi, Jeff. <laughs> I've never been made to feel so welcome on a show. Uh, cheers, lads. I'll be honest with you, Jeff. We were after the England manager and I thought that'd be an amazing guest. Um, yeah, a couple, couple of notches down. <laughs> but also, you know, I then, then started thinking, Jeff Shreves, you've been in football for as long as I can remember. The voice, I mean, it was a touchline reporter, wasn't it, for, for years? Um, and you must have a lot of stories. Well... Uh, Fun enough, this this summer is uh, is the thirtieth. Can you believe it's the thirtieth anniversary of the start of the Premier League? So, and I've been on the touchline for Sky for those three decades, well over three decades now. I interview post match all the big players, all the goal scorers, all the stories. So, I've never really spoken to Pete much. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm you know, joking. I'm joking. Do you remember? I don't know if you remember this. Do you remember when I was going through that Baron spell at Liverpool? I had a little pop at you. Do you remember that? Yeah. And I'm yep. sure, like, because you know, everyone's sort of blood pumping. I always feel, sort of feel sorry for the touchline reporters at times when the managers are fuming they've lost, or you know, you've been sent off, or all of a sudden we speak to you, and like sometimes you get a little bit of grief from people. You know, I've interviewed you countless times when you've scored a great goal or been part of a victorious team, something like that. 
So if we get that emotion, that joy, which is straight after the game, we also have to accept sometimes when we get you, we get the other end of the emotion is when things haven't gone so well. Now, we always try and word it carefully, uh, but in fairness to you, you, if you were having a barren spell, you, the nature of you as a person, I think you haven't got it in your locker to be annoyed with somebody for more than about five minutes. You're a very upbeat mm. person. So, what did you say, Crouchy? Do, do no, you, I remember, you clearly remember it? I remember it well, only because I was going through a tough time and then I started scoring. And I remember Jeff asked me the question of, of like, I was annoyed because I think a goal got taken off me for the dubious goals panel the, the week before. And I think there was another dubious goal and I was given it. I think Jeff asked the question, you know, will, will you be given that one, do you think? Perfectly fair and question. I, yeah, yeah, perfectly fair question. And I was... Listen, I was I was annoyed because I was like, I can't lose another goal. Like, <laughs> and the fact that, no, because the moment you say it, Jeff, the, is the moment it gets airtime and then it becomes a thing. Whereas it's all, I've already been given the goal and I was, I was like, you're, so you're trying to take all my goals off me and stuff like that. And then, <laughs> oh, I think, oh, wow. I, yeah, I was, yeah, I was, I was devastated. Credit where credit's due. There are a number of players and I would put Pete in that list was always helpful or would always help out, would always do interviews with us. So, yeah, you know, we, again, often players look for careers in the media uh, and we always, we try and reciprocate. We're always trying to help. So, yeah, it, it's appreciated on our side as well, Pete. I mean, biggest problem you have, and you'll know this, Pete, it's not so much us and what they're saying. Players are more concerned about what the lads in the dressing room think of what they're saying. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like, oh, look That's at him. True. Look look at him, busy so-and-so. He's put himself out there again. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, oh, I thought yeah. of it like that. Yeah, 100%. That's happened a lot, that, yeah. If you're doing yeah. too many uh, interviews, and like, you know, if I get on with you, Jeff, you say, can I have a quick word? And I'll go, yeah, and I'll try and help you out. I'll yeah. go back into the dressing room and go, oh, here he is. Like, the lads have just watched it. It's like, here he goes again, trying to get a move or get, you know, trying to do this, trying to put himself out there. Like, you get, you get absolutely abused from the lads. The more you do, the more abuse you get. What was your, what's see- been your most memorable, Jeff? What's been your mm-hmm. most memorable one? Well, it's, it's funny you funny mention it because pandemic, like a lot of people, I had a little bit of time on my hands. I've done a book, which is coming out in October. It's a funny thing, though, because I've done countless trophy lifts, uh, FA Cup, League Cup, fantastic England moments, all of those things. But the ones that people unfortunately remember are the ones that didn't go quite to plan. Mm. Um, for many years, if somebody said the word Ivanovich, I was like, Ooh. <laughs> oh, it's a classic. Yeah, you've just jogged my memory. That was it. This is where you, you broke news to him, didn't you? You basically told him he wouldn't be playing. Am I right? He wouldn't be playing in the oh final. God, yes. Yeah, basically, I'm the man who shot Bambi live on television. I was incredible, wasn't it? Yeah, we, there's a golden rule in television that you should never, ever make the viewer feel uncomfortable. Trust me. They were behind the sofa with cushions like that. Um, but the strange, the strange thing is, when I explain it in full, it was, it was a perfect storm. It was circumstances. We didn't know if he'd been booked. He thought he'd been booked but wasn't sure. But madly, uh, Roberto Di Matteo, who was the manager at the time, they hadn't... Um, told the players who were on yellows, they hadn't reminded them to be kept because they wanted everyone fully committed. So in his mm. head, he still thinks he's playing. So when, when I said to him, you know, you know you're not playing in the final, and he sort of looks yeah. totally confused. Uh, mm, yeah, well, I think so. So now I've got to tell him, no, you're not playing in the final. You're not getting this. And it was just, could I have done it better? Of course I could have. Of course I could have. But <laughs> hindsight, 
is a is a wonderful gift. No one wants to hear we're on to the next game, you know, that all the cliches come out, back stronger, <laughs> all the cliches sort of come out. You want to hear Kevin Keegan sort of losing his rag or Roy Keane, yeah, you know, people so. sort of, you want to see emotion in football, I think. I, I remember Jeff Mourinho not answering anything and you just looking at him and going, come on, Jose. <laughs> Do you know, I never... Because they're making it's... you look like a right dick. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate your comments. Um, <laughs> No, look, what, what you've got to remember is you, you're asked, sometimes you're asking somebody questions that they do not want to answer. And also it's very, very public. It's, and it is difficult for managers because some manager actually might want to say, to be honest with you, I've no idea why the chairman bought that donkey. He's missed half a dozen chances today. He's useless. And this is a joke. But A, he needs a performance out of the player next week. B, he can't devalue the player. So he'll say, yeah, you know, I think he's got work on a few things, but it's in there, he's trying, he's in the right places. There's lots of politics and agenda in virtually every interview that takes place. I totally get what you're saying. I, I don't want to sensationalise it too much by saying like run-ins or confrontations, because I think you're right, it's just heightened tensions and everyone mm-hmm. is playing at the highest level and pressures with it. But like Klopp getting angry at you, Mm-hmm. When you're basically asking about their prospects, I think it was in the Champions League, and he's just there going, "I don't understand why you ask this question." Yeah, and it's like it's, it seemed like a fair question. So, some some managers, uh, you know, they, you're quite right, Chris, in that they they are emotional and they can get angry. Jurgen can get angry. I've had a few face downs with him, but it's, again, it's not a problem. If we're going to get these guys when they're joyful, won a trophy, it's a fantastic match. We also accept, as I said earlier, when they're on the downside. And again, it's it's not personal. I don't. I'm, I rarely take it personal. It's not personal at me. How was uh, Alex Ferguson with you? Well, when, when you said they don't hold grudges and it doesn't last. <laughs> 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 uh, I I got to say. Um, Bear in mind, he was the first big manager, you know, in the Premier League, as it were. I mean, he's, he's mm. iconic. For me, he's the most important manager the Premier League has ever had. He's number one, two, and three. In- incredible, incredible. And I had a, a – in fact, I've, I've devoted a whole chapter of my book to him because of the highs and lows I had with him. And they were 90% highs, fantastic times. He was brilliant for us, so supportive. I've got nothing but admir- – and not just admiration, but affection for Sir Alex. So he, he was great. I re- you, you mentioned it there, Chris, you know, when these managers, oh, Pete, the cliches, oh, yeah, three points, move on to the next game. Never, never with him. He would all, I come off the bus at Anfield, dog's abuse. Kimmy, you say, literally, first question, what do you make of it today, the atmosphere, Sir Alex? He's like this, fantastic. He said, you can hear it. You can feel it crackling in the air. This is what football's about in England at the top level. It's magnificent. And he fueled on it. He was absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant interviewee he was. Every time. He always tested you. This is the thing about your role in, in football, Jeff. It, you, you're on FIFA, right? But from what I can see, you come on to announce, like, if, if one of my players gets injured on FIFA, you come in, you come in with an injury update. Like, what, what a gift. <laughs> what, what, like, how are you carving these roles out for yourself? The FIFA one has taken on a life of its own because I, when I recorded it, Martin Tyler and Alan Smith, who are the commentators, they'd done their stuff elsewhere. And 
I asked Martin for a, a pickup line on, uh, you know, Jeff will have just given you some interviews. He said, okay. So he just said, cheers, Jeff, without thinking about it. Well, this thing's taken on a life. It's, it's memes. It's, it's all sorts. We did a, a survey and over 35% of responses to anything you post on Twitter is simply cheers, Jeff. And I get, I genuinely get, I regularly get messages from people around the world on Twitter say, I didn't realise you're an actual person. <laughs> I thought I just existed in the FIFA game. And the other thing is, well, injuries, I get sent them on Twitter and underneath it says, he's a tough cookie, Jeff. Do you think he'll carry on? It's just it's mad. <laughs> <laughs> it's just mad. It's I mad. mean, that's really dark, but mad. it's quite funny. <laughs> you realise you're going to get a hell of a lot more of them now, Jeff, don't you? <laughs> oh, don't. You sort of, I always see you on TV just behind the dugout. You get an amazing view from where you're always sat at the football. Now they've all got, you know, officially they can have a monitor or an iPad on the bench. So if it's offside, the manager can say, hey, I've just seen it's offside. It's the old days, though. I was the yeah, only one with the monitor. I always remember those days. Those days, if I was ever on the bench, you'd be watching. You'd be obviously watching the game, Chris, right? And uh, something had happened, something contentious, and the whole bench would just go, "Jeff," <laughs> <laughs> and he'd say, "If it was, if it was a goal or not." You go, "Goal." He go, "He go, yeah." And we go, "It's a goal." <laughs> Should have been given. And literally, you'd get all your information off Jeff. <laughs> but were you turning to Jeff because he was receiving information? No, he's got the monitor. Or were you just using Jeff as a human VAR? Basically a human VAR. He's got the monitor in front of him. Obviously, we're all on the bench. We can't see it. We've seen it live. And we go, Jeff, was it over the line? <laughs> Every Cheers, time. Jeff. <laughs> Cheers, Jeff. Yeah. Literally, yeah. that's but, how it was. Literally. Well, th- th- thanks for the plug, Chris, because my book is called Cheers, Jeff. So uh, it'll be out. In, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, what else could it be called? So it's out in October. Right, Jeff, well, listen, you know, thanks for coming on. There was a slight mix-up. You know, we did think we were getting Gareth Southgate and it was to do with your with your charity. You've got Gareth on your charity, haven't you? We have an event called Legends of Football. Over the years, we've had them all. Cantlar, Ferguson, Giggs, Mourinho, Sir Bobby Charlton, Shearer, Bobby Robson, Beckham. Uh, and the last one we did before we had to shut down with the pandemic was Arsene Wenger. And we've raised to date, mm. we're, we're, we're over 8 million so far in terms of what we've raised for Nordoff Robbins. And this year, it's Gareth Southgate on October the 3rd. So if we'd, we'd love anyone to support us. You can find us uh, at legendsoffootball.org. But fun enough, Gareth was a, a, a reluctant recipient when I said to him, we'd like you to be it this year. He said, well, I, I don't deserve to be alongside those names. My career's nowhere near that. Because he's a nice fella that he probably doesn't think that he's deserving of, of that. Yeah, but, um, I, I, I understand. He has his critics. People say, oh, you know, he had, he had a chance, should have done this. But he got us there and there's no reason not to believe that we won't go all the way this time. Because the charity is honouring Gareth Southgate, let's be honest here, we were kind of expecting Gareth Southgate to be the guest on this podcast but this has been fascinating as well I think it's fair to say Crouchy yeah, honestly I've absolutely I've absolutely loved it I think you've got a wealth of experience and great stories like from the from the touchline but if you could speak to Gareth um, next time you see him um, we'd love to have him on the podcast so we don't actually end up with you that's okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you say the nicest thing. So, Chris, look, Chris and I are, are working are working journalists. Okay, we work as Chris. It makes you laugh, does it? Right, all these people say, "Yeah, Crouchy, he's so funny. he's such a lovely fella." The old robot, that smashing guy, always got a smile on his face. 
We know the truth, don't we? Nasty piece of work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and if you ever want it, that Piss Jeff, Jeff Shreve's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Piss, Piss off, off, Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> Let's get that one trending. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. That was our first advert break on the podcast. And uh, Crouchy, we've had an idea on this as a kind of reward for listening to the adverts. Yeah, we're going to uh, offer 30 seconds of every podcast to a listener so they can sell something. And this could be absolutely anything. I mean, it could be like a car or it could be a pair of socks and potentially sell whatever you want to do at the end of the pod. The, the way I'm seeing this is if we're going to have adverts on the podcast, it's only fair that you guys can advertise something as well. So if you've got something, um, feel free to get in touch. Email address is? It's peter.crouch at acast.com. So, yeah, I think what we'll do is we'll probably pick one person every week and um, just give you the chance to come on 30, sec- 30 seconds to sort of bang out an advert. What, what would you, what, what would you get rid of, Chris? I can see a bike behind you, a pair, pair of trainers. Um, what have I shown you this? earth is that? It looks like a Dalek. It's um, a foot massage. My God, I'd see, I'm, I, I couldn't buy that. I know that. I couldn't get my feet in there. Nice. So I bought this, right? Because I thought, wouldn't it be nice to record podcasts and stuff like that and also be getting a foot massage underneath? But it's too loud. Like, you just hear this mad, like, grinding noise. Have you ever done it? I put it on and then George said it was too loud to... (laughs) Well, I think there's a load of admin to to do with this. We'll have to sort things out. But that will be our first item Um, for one lucky purchaser. um, A size five uh, foot massager... Um, could be yours. How much, Chris? uh, £5.90? I'll even sign it for you. (laughs) Chris is going to sign it. So this is a signed foot massager from Chris Stark. Uh, £5.75. Thank you. It's the gift of pleasure. Um, Send in your bids now. Shall we do one quick message? We had so many messages come in. This this is a good one, though. Um, I need to bring you up to speed about a message that we got from Joel. Uh, I know I mentioned earlier, I sort of teased you with the news that we'd have a little tribute to Mike Dean. Yeah. Now he's retiring. And uh, do you remember Joel who wrote a little theme song for the podcast Mm. in lockdown? And it was quite emotional and uh, people seemed to love it. We ended up playing that song to Prince William. I was a huge fan of that song. It was a great song. It's great because it feels like as a podcast, we've, kind of supported this guy and it's not many people who have their songs played to prince william like that so anyway joel stepped up messaged me shall i write a song about mike dean yeah why wouldn't you that's such a good idea isn't it so i was like sure you know feel free to email in a song about mike dean if you want and uh he's he sent (laughs) he sent one over and i don't know what i was expecting um but i'm not sure it was this I warn you, it sort of got me in the feels a little bit. <laughs> what a story of a boy <laughs> From the chicken slaughterhouse To the lights 
and the noise, the FA Cup final, and European games. Oh, Mike never changed. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> oh, I don't know what I was expecting that. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. From the, so, from the chicken slaughterhouse. <laughs> it's kind of like really quite emotional but like fucking mental. I did not I did not want that to end there. That's that's the biggest tease ever. Like I I'm dying to hear the rest of that. So, when it's completed, please let me know. I mean, he's retiring at the end of the season, isn't he? And I think what he would absolutely love um that song I'm sure he would. You can get it on TV because it's going to be a montage, isn't there? There'll be a Mike D montage at some point. I reckon we can get that on TV when he retires. His final game, we play that. I mean, I mean the opening yeah. lyric there, you know, from the chicken slaughterhouse <laughs> <laughs> to Wembley. It's an amazing story. I mean, that's that, that's the title, isn't it? From a mm. from a chicken slaughterhouse in mm. you know near Tranmere. Dream scenario is we perform this to Mike Dean. Do you know what I mean? Like, we get him along, get Joel along. To, but anyway, these are these live plans in progress. We'll get, get, so, green light that, yeah? Love it. Absolutely love it. All right. Joel, if you listen to this, you know, crack on. Um, let's get this song, let's get this song made. We could get this to Christmas number one. Let, <laughs> let's get Mike Dean. Mike Dean. It's a few months away, mate. From the, oh, yeah. All right. Well, we could get it to number one at some stage. Um, That's maybe, a point. We could when, release this, when he, couldn't we? When he retires... Mike Dean slaughters chickens to number one. Crouchy, I think this was a great move of yours, great idea of yours. I know a lot of elite clubs are doing this and uh, sort of getting analysts involved. It seems like a decent signing for the podcast to to get Dave. Uh, it almost sounds like a made-up name. He is real, um, you, you know, but an analyst involved in, in sort of digging down on stats for the podcast. I'll be honest, every, every big club now, even like Jurgen Klopp's assistants, like... You know, Michael Edwards at Liverpool, like the the, the 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 analyst has become so integral to football in general. Like they're everyone's got them now and they're they're really sort of high up in in the coaching sort of hierarchy, if you like now. They used to be sort of in a little nerds in the corner of one dark room that you'd go and see if you wanted to go and get a few clips of yourself. Um but now they've got the the flash office at the top. It's a huge part of the game. He's a lovely bloke, Dave. Kind of ugly Carol Vorderman, if you will. Um, yeah, which is yeah, harsh on of... Dave. You know, it's but well, but he's we... no, he's no Carol, is he? Unless we give him some like mad makeover at some point. Although it's not important, is it? I mean, end of the day, it's a numbers game with him, isn't it? He's here for the stats. Yeah, I don't think he's worried too much, sort of like what what he looks like, really. But it would have it would have been preferential if he did look like Carol Vorderman. <laughs> I don't. By the way, I don't know why. <laughs> It would be that we've we've basically got an amazing analyst involved, but why they would have to look like Harold Vorderman or Rachel Riley? Like it's just it is better though, isn't it? It would be better, <laughs> um, and I think what's going to be good about this is obviously we get some amazing guests on this podcast, and I think what Dave's going to be really useful for is providing information that hopefully they don't even know about. Like it's mad. I went to the pub with Dave, and he he gets his laptop out, and he sort of. The, the analysis that he does, and he does this for loads of football clubs as well and individual players. It's fascinating, like the level of detail he can dig down on and he sort of screenshots. All, I mean, I'm trying to talk in technical terms. He breaks down all the stats himself. What what I love about it is that, um, you know, there's things that you don't even know about your own game. And I think the players, they seem obsessed by by numbers now, um, which is a great way to be. 
but uh, it doesn't necessarily sort of sum up the whole game, I don't think. But it's 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 just so helpful, such a helpful tool for for all the players now. I think he's buzzing to be part of the podcast as well and, and get to work. So we we sort of set him on the task of just you know give us some stats, give us some stuff to, to kind of show your worth. Loads of stats on me, and it's it's really really interesting actually. Yeah, stuff like this, Crouchy. You apparently overperformed your expected goals during the last five seasons in the Premier League, scoring 20 goals from an XG of 17.74. I guess, in layman's terms, means you scored more goals than statistically you should have. I felt like that. In all honesty, I felt like I overachieved goal-wise because I didn't play as much. Like, I always felt that when I came on, I made an impact and it was more sort of like, and I, I sort of took my chances, you know, and like, I did feel like that towards the end. And, you know, I didn't get as many, as many, those, those goals were probably spread over a long period because a lot of the time I was, I was on the bench and I had to come on and make an impact. And I think it did, it did actually, I could feel that stat, if you know what I mean. Like what he's saying here is your performance was kind of freaky. Yeah, that, there's, there's that way of looking at it. Like I, I was, you know, they would expect me to probably miss those. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up scoring. That was that was pretty much my whole career. I think lots of people thought I wasn't maybe good enough to, to the level that I played at. And then I, I often surprised people. So that's, that sort of sums up my entire career. I always thought you were kind of dubious about the whole XG thing, though. Yeah, I, I'm... I'm turning slightly on it like I think it's a good way of looking at a player's sort of ability to finish chances really yeah I do think it's it's a useful tool we can't just have Dave on just heaping statistical praise on you every week right well I'd I'd like him to I don't know if you know about these so you had 58 assists in the Premier League that is more assists than Eric Cantona skulls yes I did that's bollocks he's made that up the stats are there, uh, Chris. The stats are there. You you had more assists in the Premier League than both Salah and Son. I, I, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure I'm just outliving these people. Like, <laughs> what is this? I, I think I've just I've played for that long. I grafted away. Yeah, I, I can't help but feel that's made I'm... up. <laughs> <laughs> that's a real black and white. What, what more do you want? I'm what not more do you that. want? I'm not Listen, having that. You you look, look into the archives. But let me let me just put it into context, though, right? That, that, yeah, I might have had the odd assist there, fifty-eight, right? But skulls dictated a game from the, from maybe a deep position. Like I've never dictated a game. I might have flicked a ball on and Defoe's bang on in. If if you looked at that and you didn't know anything about football, you go, oh, I must be a better player than Paul Skulls and Eric Cantona. When quite clearly, I'm not. After a couple of drinks, these are the stats you can bring out in the pub. It's like, yeah, Eric Cantona was good, but I assisted more than him. Like, I know you're like, playing playing uh, down the the whole gamesmanship. Joking, but, but like, no, I'm I'm all over it. Like that, <laughs> like I didn't know. I knew the skulls one because that's been mentioned to me before. But the Cantona, you joking? I'm going yeah. straight to the pub now to talk to everyone about it. How about this one? Crouchy is the oldest player to reach a hundred Premier League goals at 36 years and two days. Yeah, see, this this is one that I'm not over the moon with really the 419 appearances it took to reach 100 goals means he's one of the slowest <laughs> ahead of three midfielders <laughs> ahead of only Paul Scholes Steven Gerrard and Ryan Giggs <laughs> yeah I have been slightly slow with 400 odd games but then then you, you could also go 
you know, the longevity of the band. We're slow cooking, isn't it? I've just been around. Yeah, I mean, listen, you get a better meat. You know, as a barbecuer yourself, a slow-cooked pork is better than, you know, a burnt one. Absolutely. Low (laughs) and slow. That's how you got your 100 goals, right? Plenty of ways to get there. It's a marathon, not sprint. Dave is going to be fascinating, I think, this series. I do think it comes down... I think you're right, Crouchy. I think it comes down to how you interpret the stats. Um, You know, we've talked about the dubious goals panel. We've talked about this before, haven't we? We're not going to go back and and try and take goals off me. Well, think of it the other way. What about goals that should have been goals for you that you've missed out on? No, because I there's there's, there's goals in my mind now in this VAR generation that I, I can only think of ones that would be taken off me. But you might have been scored more goals. I'd rather not. I'd rather not risk it if that's all oh, right. It's, it's an amazing gamble to take. That. I don't. I don't want to take it. I don't. Well, I don't want to take that gamble. I'd rather. I've got 100, 108 Premier League goals. I'd rather stick on that if that's okay. But get a few more goals. Do you know what I mean? You're rewriting history in a positive way. Get some goals um, taken away. You're not in the 100 club anymore. <laughs> no, no. This is not worth risking. In this generation, it's people are going to actually do that. It's not going to be done, is it? It's not going to be done. Like I'm not, I don't want to do it. So do you want me to get Dave to create the dossier? I've said or? no. I've said no already. <laughs> I don't want Dave... Anywhere, anywhere near that I like that it's a dossier at some point it will get released like, oh, well, like Crouchy finds no. out if he's above or below the line like it's a massive gamble I can think of now one against Man City one against Swansea one against Arsenal three goals that shouldn't have stood it would be a massive night we could, I mean we could make a whole do about it couldn't we like the reveal is he really in the 100 club? <laughs> Is he really in the 100 club? Football's big. It's like a true crime podcast. <laughs> Actually, think of it as closure. You'll have closure at that point. You'll never, you don't want in your last moments of life to be thinking, but was I really in the 100 club? And worry about your legacy. I'm quite comfortable like, with, no, with it being in the record books already. I don't If it's want a lie. To. <laughs> I'm comfortable with it. Take it to your grave. <laughs> So before this series started, we on our socials offered you the chance to own some of Crouchy's clobber. Uh, it was the big Crouchy giveaway, and um, the big Crouchy giveaway. What did we yeah. give away? Some pants. Yeah. So it was Crouchy's actual sports bra, lucky pants uh, that he used to wear whilst playing, and and a large Stoke City club suit. <laughs> yes. We um, we're a bit pissed in the pub, and we just thought, do you know what, like. To, to encourage people to sign up to the new feed and pass the pod and all that, we'll just give away some of Crouchy's stuff. He turned up to the pub with this bag. It was more random than I could ever have imagined, really. Um, and we encourage you guys to email in. If you ever want to email into the podcast, we've got a new email address. Crouchy, it's... Uh, yeah, it's peter.crouch at acast.com. Got so many emails on this, Crouchy. And we've chosen a, a couple of people here who are going to be the, the lucky owners of, of your clobber. The bikini set was... Uh very much sought after bizarrely uh, but we've narrowed it down to two people the first one is uh, Alex uh, he says I'm, I'm Alex currently studying at Wembley Uni and I'll be uh, photographed wearing the crouch bikini in front of the National Stadium to help with the podcast promotion I also coach a local football team around Wembley so I can help pass the pod to the team when I'm making sure they do their pancakes properly I'm a big fan of this, a uh, huge fan of this. I think him, I think anyone really in the lucky pants and, and bra top outside Wembley Stadium, is a, it's a valid one, isn't it? 
Where did you use the lucky pants? When you say they're lucky, what, was this sort of uh, a few games? Or, or I went what? for a spell at Liverpool. I didn't actually tell anyone. Like, I, 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 I put them on. Abby bought them for me for Christmas, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to give these I'm going to give these a bash. And I went on a run of about four games scoring. Um, and I always remember, I was at Liverpool at the time, that, that I, I got them sent up to, to Newcastle in a cab because I forgot them, um, put them on, and then didn't, didn't score in that one. So you've sent them a considerable distance at some mm. great expense. And then is the taxi driver expected to... I mean, did they literally have the pants in the back seat? Or, or do, you, uh, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Has he then well, had to come out and then come meet Peter Crouch with his pants? Like, Was this a family <laughs> friend or what? Like, it's a, such a weird request, isn't it? It is, but you, know, you do strange things. If you're on a run of goals and, and that 1% element of doubt, I haven't got the pants you know, crept into my mind. I, I just couldn't have that um, kind of worry, really. So I, I did I did get someone to bring up the pants. Uh, I paid him. I got, I got Abby to pay him at one end. She wrapped it up, put it in a bag, so he didn't know exactly what he was delivering, really, which was, you know, slightly dodgy for him. But he took the risk that it wasn't anything too dodgy. And um, it was only a pair of pants, and I, and I put them on and... And they did, you know, they, they helped. I, I believed that they did help for a time. Um, it was a period of my life that, you know, maybe was a little bit unstable. Um, so that was that was the case with the pants. Um, they're special to me. So if it is you, Alex, you take good care of them. And then we've got Jay. You got an email from Jay. He says, how about making the loser of our fantasy football league wear your bikini set to the darts in Blackpool? There's a tough relegation scrap involving three three of the group, and, and this would help spice things up for the final few games of the season. That's good as well, isn't it? I do like that a lot as well. Is it? It's the starts in Blackpool. I assume that'll be televised as well. So if they get on, well, if they get a, they get a sign, a, you know, the, the lucky pants and the bra top, it potentially could get on the television. Um, it's good who advertising. It? Who, who do you want to give it to then? With Alex at Wembley Stadium, he's going to put it on, he's going to take a picture and then he's going to probably take it straight off. Whereas actually the pants and the bra are going to get more more usage out of, and I think there'll be more embarrassment out of the fact that he has to wear it for the entirety of the darts. Yeah. Also, I like that we're getting involved in a fantasy football group there and just adding to the pressure of that. Especially well, we could, if there's a relegation scrap. Yeah, we, I think we could help sort of, you know, week by week. Um, we could we could look and see who who is potentially bottom of the league. You know, we just catch yeah. up on it. Just keep keep going. We've got seven games left, six or seven games left, um, and we can just keep keep a, keep an eye out on on who's at the bottom for the for the lucky pants and bra. Yeah. So Jay's getting the the pants and the and the bra. Yeah, congratulations, Jay. Thanks for your email. Um, the pants and the bra are going to you. Well done. We'll have to insist as well, whoever ends up wearing that, you know, they have to wear it for the full evening and uh, all needs documented and mm. uh, and obviously we, we can get that up on socials and everything. We are going to have to insist that it's worn um, to and from the darts as well, if that's yeah. okay. That's going to be great. So good luck with that, guys. And what an exciting league. <laughs> what, what an amazing league. Do you know what he's, he said to me? It'd be amazing to spice it up. I'd say that's gone pretty spicy now. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Uh, very quickly, we've got to decide who to send your Stoke City club suit to. I forgot about that. Yeah, so we've got a couple of nominations here. Great. Uh, Joe's message says, sort me out with that Stoke City suit jacket and I'll wear it to a minimum of two wedding receptions this year as a promise. <laughs> I like it's a bit contractual. <laughs> two, 
Minimum of two. So he's starting, he's going like, it's like he might if he chooses to wear them to three. He might do. But he's going minimum two. I like, I like that. I do like that because it's going to, it's just going to be massive. It's quite big on me. The other nomination uh, is for Tom. Hi, Tom. Message in saying, I'd love to offer your Stoke City uh, suit jacket for the player of the season at our awards due in Benidorm. So ah. two two different briefs, but uh, it's got to be the wedding, surely, isn't it? <clears throat> the thought of seeing my suit at um, a wedding on Joe, who, who I, I don't know, I've never met Joe, but I, I'm, quite, I'm quite comfortable in saying that he will be a lot smaller than me. The fact that he's going <laughs> to wear it... Wedding is is phenomenal. What if he's like best man or or like a prominent role in Usher? How funny would it be? No, <laughs> seriously, you got all the ushers and bridesmaids, and bride and groom, <laughs> all in the same suits and dresses, <laughs> just and just Joe on the side in a massive Stoke City <laughs> club suit. All because he's contractually bound to do a minimum of two weddings a year. <laughs> <laughs> Well, should, should we ask for that then? So we need, we, we send it Joe, but we do want to see a picture of you, like one of those official wedding photos with bride and groom and, you know, wh- whichever category you're in, Joe, mm. friends of, you know, best, like whatever, you need to be in that photo wearing the suit. Joe, uh, thanks for your email. The suit is going to you and I'm going to throw in uh, an official 14-15 season. Stoke City club tie. Now, Tom passed on this email as his parting gift on the podcast, you may remember. Someone at Brewdog wants to help us make the Laouta podcast drink a reality. Yeah, something that uh, I want to do. If we do it, we've got to do it properly, I think. Uh, the Beer Wizard has been emailing me constantly. Um, he says, it's great to hear you're keen on the idea of actually making the loot at Brewdog. I asked to be anonymous in the last email in case my boss was listening and I didn't want to get involved, but it turns out... He likes the idea, so this is this is go now. The laut is potentially going to happen. He says the uh, the process of brewing the laut will take about three months, uh, so it's worth having a think about uh, things you can help with. Um, we can help with the technical stuff, like making the beer and the brewing process, but we'll definitely need you for the taste testing. I'm waiting for the final sign-off, which won't take too long. Uh, hopefully, we'll have it before the next episode. That, that is cool. I didn't think about the tasting sh- session. That would be a good one. Mm. Did, did you have that for your wedding? That's that's arguably one of the best bits of the wedding is going and testing the food or testing the booze before. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, I mean, it, we could treat it like visiting a vineyard. You know, we can go to the brewery and we can have lunch there. We can spend the whole day sort of testing louts. Yeah, swirling it around, sniffing it, Smelling, that kind of thing. Sniffing, spit it out, spit it out, swallow it. I love stuff like this because it starts with a little idea and then it snowballs and we can just pile in with every part of this. I guess we've got to design the can. Yeah, I'm a a big fan of this and, you know, he's talking about maybe, you know, us advertising it and stuff. But uh, obviously the last bit of advertising we did, we we had a board in Blackpool um, and it was probably wasn't the greatest drawing. So maybe if we can get some emails, some help from listeners about um, making that loot a possibility. Billboard, even though it wasn't the right Bond Street, it ended up working amazing though because yeah, arguably it was funnier with all the sort of horse shit outside. I felt like it worked. uh, I I felt like it worked well for us. I mean, it wasn't even near like the Pleasure Beach. It was around the back of the Pleasure Beach in the in the sort of housing bit. It wasn't an ideal location. 
I, I guess what's good about this podcast, everyone can pile in with ideas around this. It's a sort of group project. Um, and, and ultimately that's where the good stuff will happen when people start feeding into this and, uh, giving us ideas, advice, that kind of thing. But yeah, let's make this, let's make this a reality. If they're, if they're up for doing it, if this beer wizard, uh, can actually make it happen, then, um, could be fun. Let me just suss out this beer wizard, see if he's, you know, what we want to be, what we want to be working with, you know, don't we work with amateurs, do we? <laughs> what are you going to get CVs in that kind of thing? Well, you know, you know, it's like it's the first, it's the first fellow we spoke to about it. You know, it's it's it's, it's got to be right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As you always say, if we're going to do it, do it properly. Cool. Sounds good. Mm. A lot of fun this podcast. I've enjoyed that. Like, I know we wanted Gareth Southgate, and we got Jeff Shreves, but I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, bit of a sort of catfishing situation, but it's all good. And next week, what an amazing guest we've got for the podcast coming on reading your emails doing all sorts oh alan shearer the record goal scorer in the premier league it doesn't get better than that does it so next episode next week are you still on holiday you will uh, be won't you potentially yes it's going well brilliant brilliant <laughs> but listen this has been brilliant um we'll be back stronger next episode This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. How, how much more we got, lads? I'm getting, I'm getting grief now. That, that's brilliant, that song. <laughs> Listen to the chorus, he harmonises. Sorry, very quickly. Mike Dean, Mike Dean. Oh. The funniest ref we've ever seen. This episode is brought to you by a load of pricks.net. We are the experts in selling houses. Chris couldn't sell his house. What did you do, Chris? I couldn't sell my house for love nor money, Crouchy. Three different offers I had, all at the last minute, fell through. I turned round to my wife and said, what can we do to sell this house? Every estate agent is failing us. Then I told her, let's go to a load of pricks.net. But Chris, what did a load of pricks do for you? They were brilliant, Crouchy. They sold my house right away. The sign had barely gone up when a well-dressed gentleman came along and offered me twice the asking price. Chris, would you use a load of pricks again? I'd use them every time, Crouchy. Go to loadofpricks.net. They will sell your house like no other. Loadofpricks, loadofpricks.net.